ho, ho, ho. Come here, little girl, and sit on my lap. Uh, oh, are you talking? Are you talking to me? Yes, you, little girl. Come no, here. I'm I'm an adult man, but okay. who cares? Sit on my uh, lap. This is weird, sitting on a grown man's lap like this. Um, so what happens now? Do I ask? Do I tell you what I want for Christmas, or? You're presumptuous, aren't you? Well, I've let Santa get his lines out. Jesus. Tell me, little girl, what would you like for Christmas? Uh, again, not a little girl. Um, and what I want for Christmas is to not be sitting on your lap right now. This is weird. Well, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> How would you like a podcast? Oh, oh, oh okay. Can it be I a podcast? I happen to have one right here by two curmudgeons who barely like Christmas. Do you uh, want to listen to it right now with me, little girl? J- yes, if that'll get me off your lap as quickly as possible. It'll get you off my lap in about two hours. you believe that you're Santa Claus? Of course. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Late Seating. I am Jason Harding. And I'm Steve Shives. And on this show, we take a really old movie about crazy people and give it a fresh review to see if it lives up to its reputation, whether that reputation is good or bad. And this time around, not only are we going to review it, but what else are we doing, Steve? Oh, well, it's become our Christmas tradition here on the podcast that we are actually going to watch the movie and make fun of it and comment on it, etc. And hopefully all of our listeners can watch it right along with us. Yes, it's a Christmas commentary track. So if you guys aren't a Patreon patron, then you can sit down and when we say three, two, one, go, you can watch the movie with us as we we tear it apart, as we we, we destroy it. I don't care yeah. how cute the little girl is; we may we may do irreparable harm because uh, it's Steve's favorite Christmas movie for some reason. How dare you, sir? How dare you? I'm gonna after the movie's over, I will explain why it's my favorite Christmas. That's movie. right. We're going to force Steve to explain himself. <laughs> but if you are a Patreon patron, you don't have to do any of that crap because hopefully, fingers crossed, if the copyright gods don't come down on me like a ton of goddamn bricks, um, you're gonna watch it with us on the video that's been posted to Patreon. Yay! So, Steve, what what movie are we going to be um, commenting? We, we are going to be commentarying and reviewing that classic 1947 movie, Miracle on 34th Street. Yay, there's a miracle on 34th Street, and that miracle is there's no more pimps or hoes on it. Yep. Merry Christmas. That, that's New York for you. We cleaned up the streets just for you, folks. <laughs> this isn't a weird ad for Macy's, is it? I, I kind of is. Yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> hey, Steve. Yeah. Since we're going to be doing a whole movie, I'm going to be moving point to point. We're going to be oh. doing this fast. Yeah, quickly. Okay, so do you have any trivia? I do have some trivia. Fuck! All right, oh, come sorry. On. I mean, no, quick. I don't. Just shout it out. Spit it out like you're rapping okay. fast. Oh, okay. So Edmund Gwen, who plays Chris Kringle in the movie, actually played Santa during the 1946 Macy's Parade. So they could shoot him uh, with a during gun? the parade. <laughs> no, with a, with a camera, honey, with a, with a movie camera. Oh, okay. So that so they could have scenes of him in the parade as Santa in the movie. So he Is actually, that the terrible he, float where he's up sticking up out of a chimney? It, yeah, yeah, exactly. People loved that shit in the 40s. Look, Santa's trapped in that chimney. <laughs> <laughs> the reindeer are trapped on the roof with him. Yeah, they'll starve to death. He's going to die. Yeah, but yeah, so kids were screaming that for real in 1946 during the Macy's parade because he was the actual Santa. Santa that year. Um, also, this, 
Also, this movie uh, was slightly controversial at the time because the female lead, Doris Walker, is a single mother and she's divorced. Wait, she's and, not the female lead. Well, the the adult female lead. You mean Maureen O'Hara? Maureen O'Hara, yes. What 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 was wrong with her? She sucks cock. I don't. I didn't hear what you said. What was the adult thing? Because he said Doris Walker, and it threw me all off. I'm oh, like, Doris the Walker actress? is the character. Oh, sh- Dor- Doris did I Walker. research the wrong movie? <laughs> Doris Walker is the character's name okay, that Maureen good. O'Hara plays, and she's I a single it. and she's a single mother, and she's divorced. Uh. And that was controversial at the time because people didn't like reality, and they were upset by the fact that there are divorced people that exist. That um, she was a hot mom on the prom. She, oh, she sure was. She's like, I do butt stuff. Do you want yeah. to Yeah. Oh, like boy. <laughs> Fred, you lucky women guy. women don't do good, don't do well in this country in 1947. They just don't. <laughs> so because she was, because the character was divorced, the Legion of Decency, those assholes who were still a thing at this point. Weren't uh, they busy gave, fighting the Super Friends? Yeah. They, <laughs> Meanwhile, at the Hall of Decency... Um, the Legion of Decency downgraded the movie from an A to a B. It only got a B from oh, the Legion no. of Decency because Doris is a divorcee. Uh-huh. So, you know, the They 40s. probably released that while they're all naked in a room jerking each other off because I, any group that has to define itself by decency yeah, are more oh, than yeah. likely filled with the most indecent people you can possibly they, imagine. I'm pretty sure they had, like, eyes wide shut orgies, you know, like, every every time they were about to release a new mm-hmm. report. Like, yeah. Send out this notice about the film. We're downgrading it to a B and then send in the goat. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. For the orgy slash sacrifice... Dinner. Um, the slash dinner. Yeah. You, well, you yeah. don't waste the goat. I mean, it's good meat. Right. Um, <laughs> it's good meat. There. You know, um, this. We're this, basting it. <laughs> I know you always love some Oscar trivia. God damn it. So this is one of three movies to ever, one of three Christmas movies to ever be mm-hmm. nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars. Um, the other two Christmas movies to have ever been nominated for Best Picture are The Bishop's Wife, which came out the same year as this, and mm-hmm. It's a Wonderful Life, which came out the year before this. So for some reason, in 1946 and 47, there was this cluster of Christmas movies that got nominated for Best Picture, and then it never happened again. Everybody was Christmas crazy. Yeah. And finally, as we were talking about before we started recording, um, this extremely Christmassy movie was actually released in theaters in June at the insistence of Daryl Zanuck, who was the head of the studio, because he felt that the movie would make more money if it was released in the summer because more people go to see movies in the summer than in the winter. Um, So, as a result, none of the marketing promoting the film leading up to its release mentioned that it was a Christmas movie. Patreon patrons noticed that because I put up the tra- the actual trailer for the that's, movie on that's these right. on the videos that I post for them. The, the, so you'll notice no mention of fucking. It's a weird. It's weird. Yeah, they, it's there's no just, scenes from the movie. There's no mention. It's a Christmas movie. And actually, if you even look at the original poster, no Christmas stuff on the poster. I mean, Chris no. Kringle is is pictured in the poster, but he's pictured in his his street clothes. He's not in like yeah. a Santa costume or anything. It's it's no. really weird. Yeah, because an idiot. Daryl Zanuck said people don't people like going to see movies when it's hot outside not when it's cold outside because yeah and we'll make more money putting this Christmas movie in fucking June but it's about Santa Claus (laughs) only tangentially (laughs) 
Is that it? Is that that's everything? It. That's, it. that's it. That's it. That's everything. That's all I got. My turn. It was my turn to say who made it. You ready yeah. for who made it? Yeah. Boy, there's a lot of nothing and a lot. I love it when there's nothing and a lot. Directed by George Seaton. Nothing. He did other stuff, but nothing. You know what I mean by nothing. He did other things, but yeah. nothing that anyone... I'm sure that there's a fan of some obscure movie that he made that never caught on, but I'm not going to mention it here because the likelihood that they're a fan of this show and are listening to it are, are almost completely... Unless you guys start spreading the word about the show and then we get it up and then we can capture that guy and he can get upset and write me a fucking goddamn email saying, oh, yeah, yeah well, what about this movie called The Pearl's Lieutenant? And I'm like, I don't care about The Pearl's Lieutenant. No one else loves The Pearl's Lieutenant. What kind of fucking weirdo are you? So let's try to make that happen. Let's try to, yeah, let's do that. Anyway, directed by George Seaton, screenplay by George Seaton, story by Valentine Davies. <laughs> wow, are you, this seems upsetting stuff, to me for some reason. Stuff. Produced by William Pearlberg. Stuff. Starring Maureen O'Hara as Doris Walker, that thing that I got confused about earlier because I'm old. Uh-huh. And uh, she's been in The Quiet Man, a lot of John Ford movies, and The Parent Trap. She took a long break from movies and then did something with, uh, was it John Candy? Oh, I can't. Only yeah, the Lonely? I, yeah, yeah, something yeah. Something like that. And she took a break in 1971 and said, no more movies, and then she came back. Uh, John Payne is Fred Gailey, and he did a lot of film noir, nothing that you would know, nothing that's notable, but he did a lot of it. Gene Lockhart is the Honorable Henry X. Harper, a lot. Tons of movies. If you want to know more, look up his Wikipedia and just scroll through the list. It's great. Natalie Wood is Susan Walker, and you know her from The Searchers and West Side Story and uh, some other stuff. She took a break, too. Everyone seemed to take a break in the 70s. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what, what, what was going on in the 70s that everybody was like, I'm good? Because uh, popular culture was dominated by baby boomers, and they suck, and they didn't want to pander to them. I don't oh, know. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Porter Hall as Granville Sawyer. A lot. William Frawley is uh, Charles yeah. Halloran. He hasn't done anything. I don't know why we even bring him up. <laughs> hey, Rick! <laughs> My favorite one-line joke from The Simpsons. You, you hit her pretty hard there, Rick. <laughs> uh, one of the darkest jokes The Simpsons <laughs> ever did, and I love it. You know him. He was Fred Mertz on I Love Lucy. Jerome Cowan as District Attorney Thomas Mara. A lot. Philip Tong as Julian Shellhammer. And uh, he did movies. He was like, if you guys watched the Hens Christian Anderson movie with uh, Danny Kaye, then you might recognize him from that. I don't know. Uncredited, Jack Albertson as Al, the post office mail sorter. And everyone knows him better as Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. There you go. And a shit ton of other stuff. <laughs> and Jeff Corey as reporter. And you guys may know him. He's a huge character actor. He was blacklisted in 1950, became a teacher. He's done a lot of stuff, a lot of TV. I remember him from, uh, geez, I think Babylon 5. I think he was on Babylon 5 as one of the bad guys. Oh, yeah, okay. He was like one of the, you know, those spider things when when uh, Sheridan goes to Casa Doom. And he's one of the guys in there. No, we're cool. We're awesome. Oh, right. They were Come there. No, us. it's great down here. Yeah. Don't ignore the name Casa Doom. We're working on it. I know, I know it, sounds it, sound, scary. it sounds scary, but that's just nothing. But when you got the prophecy, you will not return from Casa Doom. It's more like, you know, you went to a really great restaurant. You never want to return. Right, exactly. Because the portions. Because the portions are good. It's like a really good smorgasbord. Yeah. You never want to return from Casa Doom. 
is just think of it as a smorgasbord. You know, it has a foil-wrapped chicken. Mm, it's so good. Steve, what's happening to me? You're talking about Babylon 5 instead of Miracle on 34th Street. Because okay. I was starting to be nostalgic for, one, Chinese buffets, and oh, two, boy, yeah. smorgabobs. <laughs> <sighs> Cinematography by Lawyer, Lloyd Ahern. And he did movies, um, um, but then he wrapped up his career by being a cinematographer for Columbo hmm. and The Love Boat. Wow. Also, Charles G. Clark, a lot. Edited by Robert L. Simpson, a lot. Music by Cyril Mockridge, um, who also did uh, themes for, or music for Cheaper by the Dozen and The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. It was distributed by 20th Century Fox. Release date, June 11th, 1947, like we said, because Steve loves stealing things from my segment, and I never get to say them because he gets to sound like Mr. Know-It-All, and I'm just some dumbass who reads a list of names. Isn't that right, Steve? You know what I want for Christmas? Some goddamn respect on my name, on the parts that I contribute. That's what I want. Okay, well, maybe next year. Oh, maybe. Well, at least I got a maybe out of you. (laughs) Writing time, 96 minutes. Budget, $630,000. Adjusted for inflation, 7.8. Box office, nope. All I could get was rentals, and I'm not including rentals in the initial box office. It made money. People remembered it. But you know what happened right after this got made? You know what made it famous, Steve? You know why everyone still remembers it, right, Steve? Because uh, they showed it on TV ad nauseum. Yeah. TV yeah. came around right after that, and they're like, we're showing this at Christmas time right after It's a Wonderful Life. Do we have anything else? The preacher's wife again. Oh, wait. What was it? The bishop's wife? The bishop's wife, wife, yeah. The bishop's wife. What about Meet Me in St. Louis? That's got Christmas shit in it. Does it? It's got that Christmas song in it. Which one? I'll Be Home for Christmas. That's where I'll Be Home for Christmas comes from. I thought that came from White Christmas. No, White Christmas comes from White Christmas. Wait, 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 what? No, actually it doesn't. No, there's another movie. No, I'm dreaming of White Christmas comes from White Christmas. You're right. White Christmas comes from White Christmas. No, but but the other one. in St. Louis is where where, uh, um, Judy Garland sings uh, I'll Be Home for Christmas. But I don't want to go to St. Louis to celebrate Christmas. I don't know anybody there. Well, that's why she's coming home. Oh, so I'll be home. Okay. Okay. Has there been another good song, Christmas song, since <laughs> since nineteen forty in the nineteen forties? I mean, I would I wouldn't want to bet too much money on it. <laughs> there's only one that I can think of that has gotten second. Well, there's a couple of them. There's the kind of anti-Christmas Christmas song, which is, um, you know, the one where the lady is having a bad time and she doesn't want to celebrate Christmas. I can't what, remember. What's that? I can't one? remember what it's called. It has that thing. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. But I think I'll go kill myself. I don't know what the, the oh, rest that, of the that lyrics are. Oh, that holiday standard. That holiday standard. And then there's the Mariah Carey one. Oh God, oh, yes, want, the Mariah yeah. Carey one, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that one gets stuck in everybody's head. I like the I like the John Lennon one, but that's not much fun at a party. Yeah, it's a, it's a downer. It's a little bit of a downer. It's a beautiful song though. Whatever. <laughs> Okay, we're getting up to that point where we have to go watch the movie with you guys. So You haven't even watched the movie yet, and you're like, yeah, whatever. For all non-patrons who can't access the video, this is what you got to do. You got to go find a copy of uh, Miracle on 34th Street. You can't you can't swing a dead, uh, a dead hobo without hitting one on the internet. Just That's type right. it in. Make sure it's the one from 1947, because we're not doing that horse shit remake stuff. No, no, no. Or the TV has, version. Which has been remade several times. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a one-hour TV version, which is quite something. Dear Lord. That must be perfect for you. <laughs> um, except for the fact that it's terrible. It's perfect, yes. Okay. Reach out. Go find this, this Twilight Zone episode. 
so that we can go ahead and because it is a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, oh, oh, America. Yeah, it, it kind of is. Yeah. Um, if you've got your copy, get it all, roll, roll it all the way back. Make sure that you're not watching it on YouTube where there's going to be ad breaks that are going to fuck you up. That's right. Stick and with us here. Them. See how much work you have to go through if you're not a patron? <laughs> <laughs> Just give us some money. We'll take care of, of all course, this Of course, I'm you. saying that assuming that I'm not going to get copyright restricted out of my butthole for what I'm going to attempt to do. But well, Hopefully the fact that we're talking over it. Well, we're talking over it, and I did some other things. For the purpose of commentary. Half of it is pornography. Like, public access pornography. I kept the audio, but I replaced the visual. And it more or less shows what's going on. Right. It, it matches. So, it's like when you play Dark Side of the Moon synced up with Wizard of Oz. Like it's Exactly. It, yeah. Except you never really pictured, you know, <laughs> I can't. Edmund Gwen with huge tits bouncing on top of somebody. But, I mean, that's just, you know, I had to do it. Well, when, And okay. when you see it in context, it makes sense. Oh, sure. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. It makes the courtroom seem a little, seem a little different. But, you know, that's just... I had to find something with lots of people, so I just pulled it from Caligula. Guess which parts? Anyway. <laughs> um, the Gucci anyway, parts. Hopefully you guys have gotten together. I'm going to count us all down, and when I count us all down, unless Steve fucks up or I fuck up by pressing play <laughs> on our players, we're all going to watch yeah. Miracle on 34th Street. Okay? Ready? Ready. I, I need to make sure I'm lined up. Because it's not dark on mine. Are you watching it on HBO Max? No. I have actually downloaded a copy to my computer. Oh, wow. I'm watching it on HBO Max, but I'm on zero. So. Are you on zero? I'm, on, I'm, I'm at the very beginning, so I'm ready to go. Okay, so I think I'm on zero. Now I want to open HBO Max. God damn it. <laughs> You're cutting all this out. I'm sorry. Only the patrons get this shit. That's it. They get the gold. Uh, well, I need to make sure that at least we're... You know. Oh, that we're synced, synced up, yeah. That That's we're right, synced up. Yeah, yeah. Thank God we have the same subscription service. I know. I wish I could show the audience what's going on on my thing, because HBO Max sucks. It sucks. Hey, everybody, HBO Max sucks. <laughs> and yet we keep giving it money every month. <laughs> we keep giving it money. No, I don't like their interface. I really don't. I just had to see the new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> I've done, I don't think I've ever watched that show. It's really funny. I bet I think, it is. I think I think you would enjoy it. It's really funny. Oh, aren't why don't we just do Eight Bit Christmas? That doesn't look cloying. That looks doesn't it look great? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and type it in here. So I'm where Steve is. There we go. M I R is the remake. Okay, there we go. <laughs> And the, the picture is color, but it's the black and white version. Yeah, it's, the picture is color. So if you guys have HBO Max and you want to do that too, then you can... you can. Oh, wait, it has HBO thing in the front. What are you doing to me? It does? <laughs> when I click oh, it, it, does, it, it does. H- You're right, it does, yeah. Okay, well then I'll, I'll, I'll play through that and then pause it right after that. I'm, and I am now paused on five seconds. Are you paused on five seconds? Yeah, hang on. Oh, God. You guys okay, want to yes. know how I'm the donuts are made? Seconds. I'm paused on the five donut, seconds. Donuts are made are terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have so many things open now. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm paused on five seconds. I'm ready to go. Okay, everybody. Ready in three, two, one, play. Yeah. Star Wars. We're going to watch Star Wars now. Black and white A good Star old Wars. old-fashioned 20th Century Fox fanfare. 
Are we watching M? Isn't this the scene where we chase after him and put the M on his on his shoulder? <laughs> oh man, M. That's another great Christmas movie. <laughs> that's a fantastic Christmas oh, man. movie. Am I going to be able to follow this if I haven't seen Miracles on First through Thirty Third Street? <laughs> uh oh, someone wrote jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Also starring these people. I know it's June. If you're not confused yet, boy, do we have a surprise for you. (laughs) Wait till the audience in the theater figures out what this is about. I feel creepy. I feel like I'm stalking this old man. I know. At least get his attention. Like, you know. Do you think they had permission to film on the streets? (laughs) Is this hidden camera? My grandma. <laughs> yes, work, Drudge. Work. <laughs> Create Christmas for the children. This guy's working on Thanksgiving. He's working on an Edmund <laughs> Edgar Munch version of uh, Santa's sleigh. Yeah, those are some scary-looking reindeer. Oh, don't you love these Karens? <laughs> you know, you come here, you tell me my business. This is how so many little stores get knocked over. I know, don't open the door. He pulls out a gun and he forces his way in. How, they're not they're look exactly the same you psychopath <laughs> this is our first clue that maybe there's something not right about him call the police <laughs> call them now <laughs> I gotta go lock the door now bye oh so many so many mistakes I have to point out <laughs> Excuse me, but you're Jewish. <laughs> yes, what about it? <laughs> oh, you shouldn't be out today. Macy's annual Thanksgiving parade, or that thing you sit through. <laughs> it's fun for no one. Okay. I don't know who you are. <laughs> just a random woman with a clipboard bossing people around <laughs> the saddest soldier is standing behind her <laughs> look lady I, if I don't do this I don't get food for eat money so <laughs> look how well dressed the kids are Anyway, my wife left me. I can't believe it. This is all I have. All I have is you, booze, and this whip. Mommy, what's wrong with Santa? He's being human, dear. This is how you whip these reindeer. Gotta put some (laughs) fear into them. (laughs) 
Don't do it too hard. That's how I killed Blitzen. <laughs> oh, they'll cry. You'll just have to ignore it. Time for a beating. <laughs> What's your point? And I'm going to like it. That's what I've always wanted. <laughs> it's finally my excuse to go naked in front of children. Probably some man. I knew I shouldn't have given him that bottle of Christmas bourbon right before the parade. <laughs> I can't help but feel partially responsible. You know, actually, I think that Kringle here gave the guy the bottle to, you know, get himself the job as Santa. <laughs> oh, drinking's the least of your problems. I've done everything in this suit at this point. <laughs> you don't want to wear this suit. Everything below the waist is like an open faucet. <laughs> Mommy, why is Santa dead on the side of the Christmas parade float? <laughs> oh, boy. Christmas, am I right? I'll do anything. Anything. <laughs> I'll let you finish his bourbon. <laughs> There's a hot meal in it for you. Are you a veteran? <laughs> oh, and they're good. I, I love the thought that they're going to strip this drunken Santa naked right there on the In front street. of everyone. <laughs> get his clothes. Quick, quick. You clowns, get over here. America, safe and happy after World War II. <laughs> Strong in the post-war era. We can watch a parade safe to knowing that the Nazis will not disturb it. Because they're dead. We killed the fuck out of them. We killed them all. There's your Santa trap. And now we're the only float. game in town. Mostly because we haven't suffered through a war, really. Nothing's bombed. I... <laughs> Are you a superhero? How come you have this kind of motorcycle getting you around town? <laughs> All right, I'm back to practicing being Robin. <laughs> I needed to deal with you. <laughs> Don't judge me. So the woman who's in charge of the Macy's parade is going home before it's over. That's right. She did her job. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Get this me is down. enabling me. <laughs> Get me down from here. Help. Look at those shoulder pads. Oh, time to turn that bottle upside down. Well, I better take off these football pads underneath my coats. <laughs> I'm home for my job as a parade organizer slash linebacker. 
I left you home by yourself. <laughs> oh, I forgot. That's right. <laughs> I have a maid. Let's see. It's Thanksgiving. Do you not have a family? <laughs> she lost the family in the divorce. Oh, you're talking about the maid. Yeah, I don't give a shit about her. I'm talking about her. A woman who was obviously of, of having old enough to have been married and have children. Well, she puts food on the table for them. She just doesn't get to be there to share it with them. Isn't it nice that we have this impossible window? <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, technically, we're hanging over the street several yards from the building we apparently live in. <laughs> this view is too good to be true. If somebody killed a giant, whatever his name was, that was murder, Mr. Gailey. Even giants <laughs> have the right to not be murdered. Don't touch me. You're not my father. <laughs> my father only told me one fairy tale about running away to Guam. <laughs> Ooh, well, I better get out of here. Yeah. Gotta go. You know, he's that baseball player float is Babe Ruth actual size. <laughs> I think it's actually just Babe Ruth. <laughs> it's just it's just the actual Babe Ruth. <laughs> I could use the work. I changed into new shoulder pads. <laughs> Did he bring up your F A T H E R? I told you to tell people he was dead. <laughs> hey, he's pretty good at talking with that pipe in his mouth. Yeah. Well, he's a sophisticated gentleman of the 1940s. I did. Lots of dames at the zoo. <laughs> Not inappropriately fond, you understand. Just I mean, fond. Uh, in sort of a mentor kind of way. Right. <laughs> it's all in good fun. Jeez, you judgy little bitch. God Jeez. damn it. <laughs> like, what's wrong with Santa wearing glasses? He's an old man. He needs to be able to read the names on the tags and the presents. Don't worry, though. We rolled that drunken Santa into the gutter. <laughs> He's dead now. You don't have to worry about him. He's dead. He won't ruin He's any more Christmases. It's it's winter in New York. He's dead. We took his clothes off. He's we, dead. We stripped him naked and rolled him into the street. There's no way he's living anymore. <laughs> Thank you for letting a little girl with no supervision into an adult male's house. 
I'm sure glad this worked out. This could have gone way wrong. Speaking of which, why is the turkey that big? It's just the well, two I, of us. I do have to go to a meeting of other veterans of World War II because I've seen awful <laughs> shit. And... <laughs> I'm a scumbag. Just make out. <laughs> You're gonna fuck my mom. Get <laughs> become a dad. The littlest wingman. <laughs> yeah, she paid attention to that, didn't she? <laughs> Slams it down. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it, mommy! My fingers. Go to bed. Oh, money, money, money. Ah, <laughs> uh, capitalism. His following grows. Oh, look. How come this isn't West 34th South? Miracle, uh, miracle on, on West 34th <laughs> miracle South. Miracle on West 34th South. <laughs> Doesn't have quite the same ring to it. Uh, this reminds me of prison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how long did I serve again? <laughs> they were afraid I had become institutionalized. I remember Red. <laughs> he could get you anything. The job I got at the grocery store when I got out was the best job I ever had. <laughs> Until now, then of course. I, then I faked my suicide and came to the city. <laughs> Brooksy was my name, yes. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> anyway, back to my dead end job. Oh, business, 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 business. Yeah, that's how you knew that there was business being done in the 40s. You'd see a big crowd of people come off an elevator. So Macy's has a locker room. A locker room. An extensive, like a huge locker room. 2,000 lockers, yeah. Yeah. Most of these are very bad for children. They're made of gasoline. Well, mostly gasoline. <laughs> We're just selling jars of gasoline to children. <laughs> we bought too much, you see. It's amazing how many guys just poop right on the floor. <laughs> Did you just call the child it? <laughs> Gee, I wonder if he's from the Bronx. I'm not, it's hard to tell where he's from. Brooklyn. He learned how to talk from Bugs Bunny. Yeah. I mean, uh, other people from Brooklyn are like, dude, seriously, just calm down.
Oh, what a delight. That was delicious. I've never done that before. <laughs> oh, I feel so naughty. Tell you oh, the I truth, wonder what's I'm... over there. <laughs> Tell you the truth. It's kind of a make-work job. I want to be able to control my bladder. <laughs> or he wants a fire engine, which is actually the opposite of that. Please don't. <laughs> Thanks, Santa Claus, you yeah. fucker. God oh, damn boy. it. I was right. You were wrong. I think this mother is the most realistic character I've ever seen in a movie. Yes, because, you know, fire engines, the hot popular toy for this year, fire engines. <laughs> you know, the fire engine was the Tickle Me Elmo of the 40s. She looks like she's going to just fall over and die. <laughs> the child was the last mistake. <laughs> First it was the husband, and now it's this child, and all he wants is all he talks is fire engines, fire engines. The dinner table, fire engines. And then he said, I'll get a fire engine. He set fire to the goddamn apartment block, <laughs> little miserable bastard. It's your fire engine. Well, I hope you've been pushing those toys. <laughs> Money, I love it so. Oh, how I wish I could roll around in it naked. Santa, <laughs> what I want is a bed of money. <laughs> Is she dead? <laughs> oh, she's Is passed away. Is the little girl asleep? She's expired here in my arms. Will you sign my autograph book? Well, listen. And another thing. I'm single. <laughs> my, my money boner is back. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> oh, good. Well, as long as we make money, I don't see the problem. Who cares? Women don't have opinions that I care about. <laughs> Send me some men or something. I think it's funny that mom sends you out alone with me and you're not related to me. <laughs> We're neighbors, I guess. <laughs> you know, Dr. Phil says that when something happens to a child, the non-biologically related male in the house is always the prime suspect. Also, uh, you have a lot of nightmares at night. The walls are thin? <laughs> Who's Jerry? And why is he trying to kill you all the time? 
I really love Natalie Woods. Who are you trying to bullshit face? Whatever. I can't believe you let me do that. <laughs> oh my How humiliating God. for you. <laughs> A human being with an actual beard. He is Santa Claus. <laughs> she's three minutes away from an episode thank god that was quick <laughs> hey bugs what you doing there what are you doing in a 20th century fox movie bugs what are you doing there at all bugs why are you there <laughs> he's 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 jumping studios did the <laughs> Did the production designer just run out of ideas? He's like, grab me whatever is at the bottom of that box. He's everywhere. What is going on? Just what photo is bomb happening? in the movie, Doc. The <laughs> gullible, awful children, the snot-faced, <laughs> moron children. God, parenthood was a mistake. I mean, I know you may judge me for this, but they're not fit for even meat. <laughs> Santa, I changed my mind. I want a stuffed Bugs Bunny for Christmas. I want a mother that experiences joy. Is that possible? <laughs> and with sanely proportioned shoulders. <laughs> I think she thinks her shoulders sloop, but look at that. That's ridiculous. It's just she's overcompensating. You can tell. That dress weighs seven pounds. She's an attractive woman, but my God. I'm going to get her out my of here. My name is Santa bed. Claus, not Santa Claus. <laughs> get it right. Help me. <laughs> I don't know this strange country. I don't know these people. It's heavily implied that I'm a war orphan. <laughs> Her parents were killed by an American bomb. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I want my teeth back. <laughs> All I want for Christmas. You know the words, folks. Sing I along. lost them to the butt of a German rifle. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going dark. <laughs> uh. I don't know what she's saying, but I'm assuming it's complimentary. Mm -hmm. Let's sing the song we learned in the camp. They're putting a spell on me. Oh, no, I knew it. <laughs> is that what happy is? <laughs> I completely missed this. Mother, your shoulders. <laughs> How do you fit through the higher? door? <laughs> but you always told me you were Joan of Arc. <laughs> I 
Yes, well, I always say my young daughter can't have enough strange men in her life. That's right. Would you like to walk off with her for a little while? (laughs) Okay. Didn't you take any information from him? I'm I'm assuming you're paying him. <laughs> She's for, about to, to ask work. for his card. God, it's nothing but pornography. <laughs> um, last time I checked, Santa Claus is fucking married. What's going on there, Santa Claus? <laughs> His next of kin is reindeer. Why do you think he's living at the Brooks home now? Obviously, him and the missus had a falling out. I get it. There's a whole dark backstory to his version of Santa. Or oh, she's very jealous. <laughs> I know what you do Christmas Eve. <laughs> Millions of women alone. Divorcees. <laughs> Say hi to Mrs. Walker for me. I don't know who you're talking about. You did say from some bitch. <laughs> Just stand there and lie to my face. Well, I got something to tell you on Christmas Eve. All of them elves and me all alone with nothing to do. <laughs> You connect the goddamn dots, bastard. <laughs> All I know is last year I got chlamydia, and you're my only partner. <laughs> you got it from someplace, and if you say those goddamn deer one more time, <laughs> I'm going to shoot you in the face. <laughs> well, we don't have to resort to that. Just drop the goody two-shoes act. <laughs> You adopted me. (laughs) (sighs) You know, when I was a little kid, I thought this was the real Mr. Macy. (laughs) He's so authentic. Is he? He just seems like the kind of guy that would own a department store. Every time they put a real person in front of a camera, they froze into, into plaster. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about the necessary th- things we need in order to become a successful business. Ah, yes, this is what I came for. Business. Yeah. And... Don't care if he's crazy or whatever. <laughs> money, money, if money. If he murders someone, it? we'll cover it up. We've been doing it for years. But I'm the boss and I'm white, so shut up. <laughs> Everyone do what I say and get out. <laughs> Leave me alone. Don't even know why there was a woman here. Did I need coffee or something? (laughs) 
Uh, Shellham, I don't bring your secretary to these meetings from now on. It's a nude picture of me. I'm riding an ant <laughs> antelope. It's really creative. Bye-bye. It's an artistic nudity, you know? <laughs> it's not porn. No, it's art. You're fired. <laughs> I wanted the Easter Bunny to show up just now. Did someone say my name? Maybe we can manipulate him. <laughs> Remember, money. Money, you dumb bitch. This is the problem with whoever he walks <laughs> I'm going to find a crazy wino who says he's Santa Claus. Wait, do you have a psychologist on staff at Macy's? Macy's has an on-staff psychologist whose apparent Why? job whose job is apparently <laughs> just to give tests to the employees because uh, that's such a problem. They need a full-time guy to give psychological tests to their employees. I've had no victims. Now I'll have plenty, and you'll cover them up. <laughs> or business will go down, down, oh, No down. one ever suspects Santa Claus, you see. Anyway, that's the end of the meeting, so goodbye. It's a kind of brainwashing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to focus all of my evil energies upon you. Oh, well, bye-bye. Good. See you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm threatening you. I don't give up easily. Uh, warning you. Uh, I told no doctors. I told you no doctors. <laughs> we just want to see if you're, you know, the bad kind of crazy or the good kind of crazy. You know, the kind of crazy we can exploit or the kind of crazy that we'll exploit and have to cover up a lot of shit. <laughs> exactly. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> so apparently he's being given this test by a much taller person because he keeps looking up. Oh, yeah. See, if somebody knew off the top of their head the vice president under John Quincy Adams, I would think they were crazy. Yeah, because they probably have a shrine to the guy. Yeah, I'd be like, how do you just know that? <laughs> this is what you get for making employment decisions when a crazy person walks up to you during a parade. <laughs> How'd you get this job? Well, funny story. He probably gave the booze to the other guy. And that's then just happened to find him. Yeah, that's what I, th I think that's part of his scheme, yeah. Listen, I know that I make a living when I'm not here as paranoid Hitler. But <laughs> <laughs> paranoid Hitler.
son of a... What makes you say that? Just because I have two phones on my desk? <laughs> He's very busy and important and gets lots of important calls. Actually, it's a sobriety test. It's cocaine. <laughs> Does your wife satisfy you? <laughs> you can go out that door, the one the fired people use. To three wonderful women. Not so happily, I've been fucking her for 12. Bye-bye! <laughs> the punchline is he's been married for 40 years. I love this secretary. It's one of my favorite jokes in the whole movie. Is he sane? <laughs> That's all we care about. Uh, look, is he going to kill somebody? Just be, be straight with me. There's something off about this dude. Yeah, he, he, he looks like he should be like a cop in an Ed Wood movie. Because we're a department store and we can do that. <laughs> right? Maybe. We have the Macy's Mental Institution someplace. <laughs> we, we, it's probably there in, right next to the locker room. <laughs> it's one floor up. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is we're surrounded by crazy people and we should just let it go. My father insisted he wasn't my dad. For years and years, he said he wasn't. He said, there's no way that you can prove it. <laughs> and look at me. I'm fine. I'm fine. But you're not going to convince me that he isn't. He is. We have the same mustache. <laughs> he really looks like Hitler in that shot. Yeah, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> What do you know? You're a shrink at a department store. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Fuck that guy, right? Does that suit fit you? <laughs> you know what old people are, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> old age, what's that? 
Go, are you twisted? Uh, wait, what? <laughs> Everybody's a little twisted in this movie. General Attorney? What the hell? It's Macy's. <laughs> They're going to open a door and elephants are going to come out. There's also a vast uh, engine room, like in a battleship. <laughs> Nobody even knows why they have it. I'll just cram into this full elevator that <laughs> don't you mention my son <laughs> I have no son he's not a way I threw him out <laughs> in love with a man in 1947 who <sighs> I'll drug my wife and get her to agree. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. But that was compromise. <laughs> I'd play Mix the Right Drink for Uncle. That's a fun game. <laughs> You know, I'm really bored with this. Can I go? <laughs> What'd you go down to the basement in the first place for? Yeah, what were you doing down there? Did your mom pawn you, you off on some other adult male? <laughs> Go hang out with the janitor for a few hours. A loser like you wouldn't have an imagination, stupid little kid. That's not really what that is, little girl. <laughs> My mother says imagination is a form of psychosis. She's just barely tolerating his presence at this point. Yeah. Listen, I need to get back to this accounting. Can you just please... <laughs> Look, if I'm going to get into a good college... No. <laughs> Look, this all sounds cool, but what I really want is to dominate the world. <laughs> Listen, I'm only going to be happy when everyone thinks the same way I think. Which means bloodshed. <laughs> Can the imagination help me impose my will on others? Now take off all your clothes. <laughs> oh no. Monkeys don't wear clothes. <laughs> Time for him to leave. <laughs> Time for him to leave. This is going to a bad place. Now monkeys throw those shit quick. <laughs> quick. Open to your hand and fling it against the wall. 
<laughs> they walk out and they just get pelted. <laughs> I'm a monkey, mommy. <laughs> Are you dating now? Yeah, baby. Here, put the milk out right now so it's nice and warm by the time she drinks oh, it. Oh, super warm, yeah. Like it just came out of the cow. Yeah. Put the milk down, Fred. It's getting warmer all the time in your hand. Oh, God. What have I got myself into? <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess I'm invested now. Can you teach me to tie my tie so it goes a little bit further <laughs> down my chest? <laughs> I look like I stole it from a really short person. He doesn't want to get it dirty. I get really lonely at night. I get scared. You don't mind. I get shaky. <laughs> you don't mind. I sleep on the floor. <laughs> you don't mind night terrors, do you? Because I get those. Yeah. That's all I had during the war was my night huh. terrors to keep me company. Couldn't count on friends. They'd die the next day. Uh, wound up on Corregidor. Lost a lot of friends. Anyway. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Must we turn all of our historical knowledge into weapons of bad humor, Steve? Must we? <laughs> She's dead now. <laughs> I think I've given her alcohol poisoning. We'll see. Oh, Bring that I... old man over. I'm going to tickle his fancy. Ah, <clears throat> uh, the phone routine. Why didn't we have children? <laughs> Forgetting our son, dear. All right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I want him to climb into my chimney. Said I'm on the same floor as you. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> Didn't you just set a table for four people? That mother. Would you like a fish for your fish tank? <laughs> I see dead people. There, I want Amelia Earhart. <laughs> I want her in the flesh, in this room. I hate the city. <laughs> One day a rain will come and clear all the real scum off the streets. <laughs> but I want to live far away. <laughs> yes, it does. I That's what it means. I want to add three hours to my mother's commute time. <laughs> I want to never see her again. <laughs> and also, I could totally use a locomotive or a B-29. I want to fly them into each other. I want a B-29 to hit a locomotive. <laughs> Haven't you ever I shouldn't have done that, that while you're like? drinking. 
well, I finally found someone crazier than me, little girl. Like, <laughs> I'm, you just sat there and asked me for this, a house. This feels strange. <laughs> Usually I'm the nutty one, but uh, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, even in 1947 dollars, that's a lot of money. <laughs> well, I'll call in some favors with the mob, see what I can do. Good night. Mm, I'll talk to the elves again. Oh, the things I'm going to have to give up for their union in order to get a house made. (laughs) Uh, The elves have never built a house before, so it's, you know, it's not the best quality. Oops, it's been made out of candy and magic. (laughs) I'm afraid it's not going to hold up in a summer storm. The nails are peppermint canes. (laughs) The entire roof is fudge. <laughs> it's not surviving a New York summer. Why'll just say that? Hmm. Well, I'm screwed. Oh, it's time for me to wander naked, I suppose. Yeah. It'd be nice to have another bed in the two beds that I have <laughs> in my bedroom for <laughs> wait. Wait a minute. Someone else used to sleep in that bed. Who was it? I'm going to manipulate you. Yeah, didn't you just brush your teeth and now you're smoking? It's a good night cigarette. Okay, now you're smoking in bed. What, is it a fire hazard? (laughs) Oh, you're double-teaming them? (laughs) Don't you touch my lamp. What? Outside or in what? I I don't... I mean, all due respect, Fred, I like you, but I don't think anybody's ever wondered that ever. I don't think anyone has, really. I mean, like, if you're saying, like, a mystery that's puzzled people for centuries, I'm thinking, like, the problem of evil. Nope. Santa Claus is whiskers. Bloomingdale's. Wherever that is. (laughs) Kimball's. Doesn't exist anymore. All these stores in New York are going to be found in downtown New York. Sears. Kmart. Montgomery Ward. The Dollar Thrift Store. (laughs) Yes, go to Gimbal's and get it. And get out of my face. Just leave if you're not going to spend money. Bathrooms for customers only, by the way. Your hat is awful. I work on commission. Goodbye. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Gimbals. Yeah, in enemy territory. My bizarre zombie father and the painting behind <laughs> me would never approve of this. Not Pittsburgh. (laughs) This is a much darker room. (laughs) From Citizen Kane. Yes. 
<laughs> this scene directed by Olson Wells. I'm feeding my reindeer. Not really, it's a lie. <laughs> Everything you know is a lie, children. I'll kill you soon, you son of a bitch. Oh, yeah, well, I'm going to do the same thing because not only do I run a department <laughs> store, I'm also a mob boss. Exactly. What do you want? Hookers? Blow? I'll get it for you, whatever you, you want. Anything. Is there somebody you want killed that just mentioned the name? Ah. <laughs> uh, Good old evil capitalism. Oh, yeah. It's the best, isn't it? If she doesn't stop chewing that goddamn bubble I gum, know. It's such a bad habit. They probably tried to take her take it away from her before each take, but she refused. They were stuck with it. You know her. how difficult child actors can be. What are you going to do with that pig? <laughs> kill it and kill it and make it into soup. Drain its blood and can't get out its poop. <laughs> so, you know, the song was mostly for you, right? I explicitly told you not to sing it. <laughs> You've never chewed bubblegum before Santa Claus. Shouldn't you have invented the shit? <laughs> like an elf must have come up with that, right? I don't want to watch this man chew. You definitely don't want to blow a bubble with that beard and mustache. Well, he's about to learn that lesson. I don't need to see this either. <laughs> the only thing that'll take that out is alcohol. That's what you get, Santa. You're Santa Claus. You're not like us. I guess... No one wants to sit with Santa. Oh, it's just like prison all over again. I'll sit with the lowest foot on the totem pole. <laughs> Hello, loser. It's fine, Santa. My girlfriend's pregnant. She don't want to marry me. <laughs> Said she'd rather be dead. She'd jump off the Brooklyn Bridge before marrying a guy like me. Can you believe that? Not very many people know this. But he grew up to be Joe Pesci. Wow. <laughs> what are you looking at? What's so funny about me, Santa? <laughs> what are you so fucking jolly about? <laughs> Should be shot on sight. <laughs> Is your sandwich... Have anything in it other it's than it's a it's a bread sandwich. Mm. Well, yeah, this movie predates condiments, apparently. Yep, uh, it's just a nice dry sandwich. That's a working man sandwich. I've, I got you think I'm clap. overeating? <laughs> Doc says if I don't get treated soon, I'm gonna go crazy like Napoleon did. <laughs>
Just eat your whatever the fuck that is sandwich. Is it a eat, sausage? Eat your what stack of that? bread. <laughs> eat your stack of bread with the meatloaf in between. He thinks I'm one of the few true psychopaths. <laughs> My dog talks to me all the time. <laughs> Didn't realize that there was such a strong anti-psychiatry message to this. Yeah. You think L. Ron Hubbard watched <laughs> this at some point? He did an uncredited rewrite on the script, I think. <laughs> I just oh. changed a few things, added some lines. What are Thetans, Elrond? You just <laughs> shut up and do it. Look, just pay me. No. Oh. Look, I make a living as a cart a cartoon caricature of Adolf Hitler. <laughs> I will not be spoken to in this fashion. <laughs> You can't bully me. I'm Mel Blank. And how did you find out that I'm a fraud? <laughs> Who told you? I mean, he is Hitler. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh! That's, you know what? That's kind of crossing a line there, Santa. Oh, and now he's going to fake being knocked unconscious. Nothing, was... nothing. <laughs> A little bit more where that came from. Oh, I knew this was going to happen. One of these days, somebody was just going to knock the shit out of him. I have to be right. I'm going to have no comeuppance. Oh, I guess the psychiatrist is going to destroy the plans of all the money men. And they're going to listen to him because, you know. It'll look great when we have to fire him. That'll be great. It'll ruin the entire campaign for this year. Or we could suffocate the psychiatrist here and now. <laughs> you know, no one else knows about this. Shut up, Hitler. What are feelings? <laughs> <laughs> Women. Am I right? I'll shoot him. <laughs> That'll fix it. Because I must be right. I must be. I will be right. 
And not send her to the booby hatch. Won't that be fun? <laughs> I'm not a big fan of his stop and frisk policy. You know, the boss of everything. I'm going to meet him. But yes, let's go through with your plan of you know abducting me and putting me in a booby hatch. That'll be great. <laughs> Explain that to your fucking boss, you dumbass. Oh, boo. <laughs> the abduction of Santa Claus. It was at this time that Santa Claus knew something was amiss. Yeah. Santa Claus and his men sped toward Capone's speakeasy. <laughs> Santa Claus gathered his men and they were armed with Tommy guns. They were ready to <laughs> shoot down the, the president of Gimbal's at an Italian restaurant later that afternoon. Liar. <laughs> well, I guess that's it for me. Yeah, I think I saw Thufer Howitt use one of those in Dune. <laughs> oh, hello, love cheeks. Oh, wait. You know, the mental hospital. Oh, in that case, you've got the wrong number. <laughs> Excuse me, everybody. Christmas sneezes. Aww. Also, if you have any suggestions on how to be whiter, could you let me know? <laughs> I'm working on the hair. Yeah? Just a second, we're working over the new guy. <laughs> okay, Nurse Ratchet said you can see him for five minutes. <laughs> we put him next to Sarah Connor. Ah. I hate Rattan. <sighs> Hi, Chris. They said you lost all your cigarettes in a poker game with the new guy. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd she have to be a duplicitous woman? I have a feeling that she got really fucked over by a nice kind old man when she was a child. <laughs> Everybody, the whole up. world. <laughs> I give up. Next year, everyone's going to wake up to the nightmare of evil Santa, and you have it coming. All of you have it coming. <laughs> You've asked for this, but I like you. You're good. I won't pay you a visit on Christmas Eve night. I'll let you live, Fred. <laughs> to tell the new children, <laughs> send my message. Tired of people telling me what I can and can't do. 
You know, Fred, it's a good thing you're not just humoring me, isn't it? Oh, I can get it's out time easy. to bust I have out of this joint. <laughs> Boy, he really has wild mood swings, doesn't he? Yes, he does. And it don't take much, does it? See, he goes for like 10 seconds ago. He's like, everything sucks. I'm going to kill myself. And now he's like, let's go. Everything's great. You're the greatest. You're the greatest lawyer. And you're the greatest orderly. I know you're going to get me out of here. Fire him. <laughs> Stop doing that with your eyebrow. Fire him. Okay, now that's inappropriate. The boss should not be physically threatening the employees like that. I hope his wife shows up and makes fun of his penis in front of everybody. <laughs> he must be like a million or something. Are you a million? <laughs> Let's see. Dear. <laughs> oh, my dog is very upset about what's happened with Santa. Oh, that's understandable. Hey, Judgy. Listen, <laughs> I want this to go to trial. I thought this was a slam dunk for us. We'd finally be able to jail Santa Claus. <laughs> he's gotten, he's slipped through our fingers so many times in the past. We haven't had anything good since we jailed that leprechaun. Mm -hmm. Someone just shoot him. Just <laughs> shoot him. <laughs> Someone get him, get him with a bottle or something. <laughs> you said it was a Twilight Zone. <laughs> My wife will find out, and then she knows that I've been out outside of the house, and that can't happen. What have I done? What have I done? Oh, well, God, I'm screwed. Be. What have I done? Oh, shit. <laughs> you don't represent Mr. Macy. Well, not like that. Look, you little meal bug. I shot plenty of you in World War Two. I'd be used to pretty stack happy to fucks up like cordwood. <laughs> and I've been dying to kill another one, and I'm looking at you right now, you little son of a bitch. You know, once you get the taste, it never really leaves you. They don't tell you that, but it's true. And it helps that you look like Hitler, because I never got to take that shot. <laughs> Sorry, going straight to the press. Doctor doubts sanity of a Santa who launched goodwill campaign. <laughs> also, it's freezing. 
All in case, huh? Oh, look, it made the New York Post. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> There's Fred. I mean, the real Fred. Just leave town. <laughs> you know, me and my wife are thinking of buying an apartment building. Listen, just take a powder. There's high... Look, you're in a game that you can't comprehend right now. And it all centers around a guy named Chris Kringle. <laughs> because you can't handle what will come out. <laughs> A prostitute carrying money comes in. <laughs> I broke my promise. And <laughs> I've got to hit myself with birch branches now. <laughs> that was the last promise I made your mother before she died. <laughs> oh. That living cabbage patch doll just snubbed me. Well, we've stepped in the shit now, haven't we? <laughs> I tried to tell you, Rick. This is going to be worse than that time that we put up the beast with the Easter Bunny on murder charges. <laughs> keep telling you holiday holiday mascots are untouchable but no one listens to me <laughs> thanks for saving me a seat your name's gonna be dragged all through the paper you fucking nazi <laughs> by the time we're done every new yorker is gonna hate your rotten stinking guts they're gonna recognize you on site <laughs> You'll never be able to catch a cab or get a hot meal at a restaurant. Congratulations, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> of course, I, I'll take the stand. Of course I will. We're all going down for this. We're all going down. <laughs> Seriously, 
Wow. Uh, he earned his money, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Case closed. It's nice that Boss Tweed came back to life to oversee this case. Exactly. To personally see this. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, I really am this crazy, Your Honor. <laughs> My real costume is made out of skin. <laughs> okay. What? The witness may take a seat. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> <gasps> Yeah, my dog needed to be up here for some fucking reason. You done? <laughs> I want to watch the Christmas movie, too. Santa Claus thinks he's Santa Claus, and he's sane. <laughs> See? We're not. Case closed. I'm a genius. <laughs> I win. Do you really know yourself, though, Judge Harper? I mean, who really <laughs> knows themselves? Truly. Were you born Judge Harper? I don't <laughs> think you were. <laughs> Case dismissed. Uh, who told the photographers they could just come up? <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting out of here. Uh, it's getting too hot. Own, I don't want to wind up with a bullet in my forehead. Ethel's not going to believe this when I tell her about it. <laughs> Can't believe i got to tell her we got to move again. <laughs> Big holidays coming after us again. How does this keep happening? We're changing our name again, honey buns. Are we married now? <laughs> I can prove whatever I want. I'm the god of the law. <laughs> they say you have too much shoulder pads. They would like to see what your shoulders look like. <laughs> if you have them. If you we're have not them. We're pretty sure your arms just jut out from the sides like some sort of insect. <laughs> Because he came up with an advertising scheme at Christmas time? Because he brings us our presents. And you're not my wife. So why are you telling me this? Look, I know that you're a cold woman who doesn't believe in imagination or magic or having a fun life for your child. And I'm only taking it by your word that you were divorced and not husband disappeared. But for some reason, I really like you. That you don't believe in. <laughs> Kindness, joy, who gives a shit about any of that? Checkmate. Sure, the man says he's going to stick around after you've, after you've given birth to the baby, but he doesn't. 
I love that she accuses him of going on an idealistic binge. I love that mm-hmm. phrase. Like, now I'm gonna go and masturbate and fantasize about some other woman. How about that? With normal shoulders. There, I said That's it. I right. don't care how hurtful it is. I can't even picture your body shape. <laughs> You are, Daddy. <laughs> and you stay in there. Remember, plug <laughs> no up your ears. No matter what you hear. Oh, geez. Things are drying up at home all over the place. <laughs> ah, the Christmas movie where nobody's happy. Or a man. I wish I had married a human being. (laughs) Okay, Johnny, you can come back out now. (laughs) Well, I don't see why I have to be escorted to the courtroom. So they ran me out of town. (laughs) (laughs) They pelted me with garbage and oranges. (laughs) My life's pretty much been hell since I met you, Santa Claus. Hey, look, it's an elevator that's not crammed full of people. (laughs) yes I'm king shit of fuck mountain (laughs) I'm the uncrowned king of this town yes you must anoint me with oils before I didn't speak with you (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry this is my questioning time I Oh no, just a second, a newspaper article just flew out of my head. (laughs) I'm uh, having a powerful hallucination. I'll be with you in a second. It happens when I eat too much beets. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. I'm going away for a second. Oh, that's a much more pleasant hallucination than the last one. Don't make Santa cry. Please don't make Santa cry. (laughs) Santa has to come out of this innocent, you understand me? (laughs) Oh, here's your... Yay! (laughs) Circus, I don't see no animals. You can't prove a negative. Everybody knows that. <laughs> I can't prove nothing. Literally. I don't. Oh, I want God. my grandchildren to <laughs> love me. <laughs> why does this fall to me? I don't Get understand it. your cigar gestures. What are you trying to tell me? (laughs) 
this is there a, like a cadre of 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 mythical beings that are is pressuring Fred Mertz right now? <laughs> That's the only explanation that I can think of is why he's pushing for this. I mean, I granted he does want the elections are coming up. He has said that, but you just need to appreciate how hotly contested the judge elections are in New York City, apparently. <laughs> Remember when unions were powerful? Ah, uh, boy, those were the days, huh? And one day you're going to come home and everybody's dead. Your wife, <laughs> dead. Everybody. So the unions are behind this. That's what it is. <laughs> it's, yes, exactly. It's not Santa Claus. It's oh, the shit, unions. It's, it's the elf union up at the North Pole. <laughs> Get it? He's a Republican. So the judge is a Democrat. That's right, which means he's a racist. It's 1947. It's it's the 40s, yeah, so it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. Help Uh, me. Help me, please. My ruling is whatever makes people happy. Goodbye. I don't want to be buried in the cold, cold ground. Someone help me out of this inhuman trap that I found myself in, not of my own creation. Just don't let the teams just kill me. <laughs> You're telling me that one of our guys who transports things all over the world in one night for no pay <laughs> is going to be sent to the booby hatch? <laughs> We're going to shut this city down and then burn it. Yeah, you. Uh oh. Well, yeah. What do you think of that? Sure, I'm ready to rat out my dad. <laughs> yeah. Subpoena the kid. Subpoena. Those aren't enforceable. Does he do anything to win this case? <laughs> no. <laughs> My daddy never taught me that. And he kept daddy from drinking and beating me two Christmases ago. (laughs) I believe in anybody who gives me things. Because I'm an ignorant child. Well, except for all those times that he told mom that he was at a different place than when he was. <laughs> Ow! My spine! Oh, you just wrenched me out of that chair. 
<laughs> None of that unofficial crap. <laughs> I want licensed merch. You got it? I don't want anything from the Northern League, you son of a bitch. You just... <laughs> what kind of wave is that, little creep? My child is a pervert. I knew it. <sighs> Well, we've ruined your father's life enough for one day. I gotta check back up in here. They got my kids. <laughs> I got my kids! <laughs> you son of a bitch. God damn it, I was hoping he's all, I wouldn't. He's always one step ahead. Your Honor, Jeez, who do you keep looking at? <laughs> Your Honor, you keep looking at that guy and he keeps <laughs> doing weird things with his cigar. <laughs> I need to make sure that my family's still at the house. <laughs> oh, God. Gladys, pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. Nah, the court's going to rule it legally. It has no Santa Claus. You sure smell pretty, lady. <laughs> Are them your real shoulders? Exactly, just like for a murder, yes. <laughs> and if he's guilty, he's going away forever, and I'll be happy. And then I can go back to filling your, your head with nothingness and off, <laughs> just pure logic. Have you ever heard of Alcatraz, <laughs> Susie? Have you ever heard of Nietzsche? <laughs> <laughs> not inspire something not me nope dinky just dinky, a... dinky 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 my mother says you're in stir I don't know <laughs> what that means but please find five packs of cigarettes <laughs> I don't know what you're going to use them for I've practiced my printing but not my spelling and here's that picture of mommy when she came out of the shower that you asked for. Have fun in prison. <laughs> Keep away from me and my daughter. <laughs> it worked, and I only had to go on trial. <laughs> How come it's just now that I realize her name is Doris? I don't know. Doris. On Grandpa Joe before he had his kids. <laughs> Look, can't you just summarize it for me? 
Well, you know, this postal worker is doing a great job of getting out of work. Yep. He can do that. He's in a union. That's, yeah, boy, what a world. And there's our black person. <laughs> so, when it all boils down to is that this male worker is the hero of the movie. Yes. <laughs> Hey, you know, according to union rules, uh, we shouldn't even be talking like this, Lou. The person we've never met. Yep. <laughs> it all hinges on that one decision. It all hinges on that one decision from that one guy. Yep. Now, I could have sworn the letter size of this was much larger in the other shot. Well, did you pay off all the people you could pay off? Yeah. <laughs> Grift goes a long way in this city. God damn it, Fred. You're my lawyer. You couldn't find one picture of them in bed with a prostitute? <laughs> I don't know what to do. I'm, this is about my pay rate. I'm just a bailiff. And so forth. I rest my case. <laughs> Here I come. Oh, I've got you now, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Keep talking, motherfucker. Oh, you're going to get it. <laughs> this is going to make my career. I'm going to become district attorney. Just play it cool, Fred. Don't blow it. Don't blow it. Come on. Fact number one, this guy's a loser. <laughs> Fact number two, I stepped over the psychiatrist. He's drunk and in the in the sewer. He's just he's just laying there in the gutter. He has no eyebrows left. <laughs> he has no eyebrows left. <laughs> Boy, this is back in the days when the post office was actually solvent. Mm-hmm. Because it was a branch of the federal government and hadn't been deliberately sabotaged by the Republican Party. <laughs> mean nothing to this case. I was deliberately <laughs> wasting your time. <laughs> Oh, really? That's a wild boast. What about Alaska? They probably have high praise indeed just, for getting mail sent all the way up there. Everybody else the post office? <laughs> Bonafide employees... Oh, yes, walk right into my trap, you moron. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Okay, dummy. <laughs> Mr. Gailey, 
It's crucial for this next bit to work that you put them on my desk. Radio. Here we're introducing a group of men too old to still be working. If we had a, 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 a functioning social security system, these old men would not have to do this. They should be guarding dangerous criminals at murder trials, but instead they're carrying bags of mail. Who's gaveling? I know. <laughs> he's, he's covered in letters. He can't be gaveling anything. He's like, he's wrapping the gavel on the side of the bench. Please. Don't you shake your finger at me. Hooray! <laughs> I did it! I pulled off the biggest legal fraud in history! Chris whips out a machine gun. There you go, you did it! Everybody's happy and your family is safe. <laughs> You're not going to kill me, are you? <laughs> Oh, please don't wear a what hat. What have I court. done? He has a dark night of the soul. <laughs> I knew he wasn't Santa Claus, but I said he was. <laughs> Why'd I do it? I didn't mean it. So this is it between us, right? We're done now. Yeah, we're we're gonna move in our own separate directions. Except maybe a husband. I have well, no bye -bye. family, so sure, I'll come to <laughs> party at your old folks' home. What a sad old man. So what, what does he do when he's supposedly delivering presents on Christmas Eve? Does he just go into a fugue state? <laughs> <laughs> well, first he closes his eyes when he lays down on, be uh, on his bed. Then he's engulfed in light. No one can enter the room. There's a deep, rhythmic humming. I've gone crazy, too. <laughs> what are we doing here? Why are we doing this? No, this shouldn't be just out in the open like this. It's incredibly radioactive. <laughs> my house isn't under the tree. I wanted my womanhood. I know I'm years too early, but... I want to be a grown-up like you and have sex with strangers. <laughs> you 
You know, this is the Christmas equivalent of I asked you to kill Superman and you, and couldn't, you couldn't even do, do that. that one simple, <laughs> simple thing. thing. The world is not about you getting what you want. <laughs> what have I been trying to teach you this whole time? Like, every time I give you to a man to walk around with, I hope you don't come back. But you do. <laughs> I That's what I mother. want, but I don't get it. <laughs> Life sucks. Did you ditch the kid? What am I going to do with my car? I can't wait to drown this doll. <laughs> stupid doll, stupid Christmas, stupid everything. I'm a second race Santa. Hi. Up, I gave away the illusions. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. So bad at this. Can't you slow down? You've hit three people. She's just been muttering to herself the whole time. Red rum. <laughs> I gotta pee real bad. <laughs> I'm busting into this joint. <laughs> Susie, this is where those people were killed. <laughs> what is, is going on, house. Susie? I'll be done in a second. Already decorated. <laughs> what the hell is she talking about? <laughs> oh, God, how are we going to deal with this? Oh, I can't afford a house. I can't afford psychiatry pills. <laughs> how do we fix this? Oh! Oh, yeah, that fixes everything, baby. Let's get you out of them shoulder pads. Oh, common sense is silly. It sucks. It ruins everything. What the fuck is going on with her hat? <laughs> what is that? It looks like someone killed a Muppet. I'm sure at the time it was very fashionable. <gasps> a cane! <gasps> sure, you keep telling yourself that. <laughs> you don't think Chris broke in here and killed the previous owners, do you? And the cane stares incredulously. <laughs> Have a Merry Christmas, everyone, seeing this in June. <laughs> now go outside and enjoy a nice summery day. Or uh, celebrate the 4th of July. The okay, end. that's it. Now we got to talk about it. Yeah, buddy. All right, Dave. Is that my cue to talk about the movie? Now that we've watched it, <laughs> it's now your turn. 
to talk about it. Oh, How boy. do you feel about this Christmassy crap <laughs> miracle on 34th Street? <laughs> it's my favorite Christmas movie. It has been my favorite Christmas movie for as long as I can remember. Um, I still love it just as much as I did when I was a little kid. But now it's for very different reasons. And the interesting thing I've noticed is every other person I've ever met who loves this movie as much as I do loves it for the same reasons they loved it as a little kid. It's almost as if they've never actually watched it as an adult. Okay. <laughs> because... When I watch Miracle on 34th Street as an adult, I i mean, I love it. I find it to be a brilliant film, but it is most definitely not the magical, heartwarming holiday fantasy that most people seem to think it is. No, it's now, a sad commentary on the <laughs> mental care of, of, of <laughs> United States citizens in this country. Yeah, that's that, exactly. That's it. Um, I mean, it does like it is very sweet and heartfelt. And it does argue for the value of simple life-affirming things like hope and faith. But it does it in a way that is grounded and practical and at times almost cynical, which sounds counterintuitive, but, but I think it works. Um, nothing impossible happens in this movie. There's a whole series of extremely improbable things that happen, but, mm -hmm. but they're all justified so that they seem believable. Um, it's not that the movie is realistic, because it's not, but it's unrealistic in a way that is sort of lightly absurdist and comical, not fantastic. It's not like a fairy right. tale. Um, the most important thing to know about this movie and what it means and what it's trying to say, from my standpoint, is this. Chris Kringle is not Santa Claus. He's exactly what Dr. Pierce, the doctor from the old age home where he lives, says he is. He's a benignly deluded old man who genuinely believes he is Santa Claus and just wants to do good for people. But he's not actually Santa Claus. And when I watch this movie as an adult, I don't even think that it's ambiguous on this point. Like, it's not a, well, maybe he's Santa, maybe he's not. You can make up your own mind kind of thing. He's not Santa, like, period. So this movie is a comedy about a guy who is obviously not Santa Claus, who lives in a world that is more or less just like our own, where there is no Santa Claus, and he gets a court to legally declare him to be Santa Claus. That's what the movie's about. And we see step by step and character by character exactly how that ridiculous ruling comes to be. And in every case, it comes down to people acting in their own self-interest. And they aren't malicious. They aren't badly intentioned. Uh, Mr. Sawyer, the store psychologist, is the only remotely unpleasant character in the whole movie. But they all find very personal, very understandable reasons to go along with Chris Kringle's delusion that he is Santa Claus. So you have Mr. Mara, the district attorney who is forced to concede that Santa Claus exists in order to avoid disillusioning his son. You have Mr. Macy, who testifies under oath that he believes Chris is Santa Claus after he has that vision of the newspaper and the negative headlines that would ensue were he to... But he also sees sad children. Well, yeah, but it's, but it's, which again is, you know, it's him acting in his interest. It's like, oh, this would look really bad if I admit that my Santa is a fraud, right? Um... Judge Harper allows the court to continue examining this absurd question in the first place because Fred Mertz warns him that if he rules there's no Santa Claus, it'll be the end of his career. And then he ultimately rules that Chris is Santa Claus 
because the post office has delivered all that mail to him, which the post office only did because of that one postal worker who thought it would be a mm-hmm. good way to clean out the dead letter office. So everything is grounded. Everything is justified. Everything that is seemingly impossible happens for entirely plausible reasons. And those reasons are often extremely selfish. Like nobody's heart gets melted. Nobody learns the true meaning of Christmas except for Doris and Susie. And their changes of heart happen because people they love come through for them and validate their faith. Not because of like a a Christmas miracle, right? It's just people proving themselves to them in their lives. Um, The most apparently miraculous thing in the movie when Susie gets her house there at the end is also presented in a way that is completely plausible. She asks Chris for a house. He finds a house on the market that resembles the house she wants. Resembles? That's is exi- an identical match. I think it may Including act- a swig in the well, back. Well, see, that, that, that paper that she gives him, I think, is an ad. So he might have just found that house, like the literal house that was for sale on that ad she had. And was in like, all the free time while he's in the insane asylum. Exactly. You know, and, and when he's also keeping time, keeping track of the toy market, he's also checking out that house. But he, mm-hmm. he, he and learning Dutch and learning Dutch, or maybe he knew it already. I don't know. He's an old man. Um, he's an old man. He, yeah. So he, but he finds that house on the market, and he gives Fred driving directions that take him right by the house, and then the rest just kind of takes care of itself. So even that, like, there's no magic necessary. He doesn't need to be Santa Claus for that to happen. He's just a guy who, no. you know, found a house and had him drive past it. So. It is a completely magic-free Christmas movie. And that is what I find so magical about it. And we can talk about the other things that are good about like the performances, Edmund Gwen as as Chris and Maureen O'Hara as Doris and Natalie Wood as Susie. Like they're all fantastic. They're all fantastic. Um, you know, John Payne as as Fred. Keep it, talking, it, I gotta talk to my daughter. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, we, we can talk about all of the the things that that work about it and that are um and and that are wonderful about it but what it really boils down to for me is just that thing that for for whatever reason it's it's perceived by people even some of even some of the people that um that were in the movie uh, that were that were you know like Marino Hera has ha- talked about it in years and years afterwards and talked about it as as though it was like this magical Christmas movie, yeah. And and really, if you watch it, it's not. I mean, it's still wonder like it's wonderful. I watch it and I have a great time and I laugh and it warms my heart and it's great. But it's not like the fairy tale that people seem to think it is. And I, I wonder if it's because it's one of those deals where people saw it as a child and they have that image of it and they just kind of remember it that way. And they don't really pay that close of attention to it to realize, oh, you know, it's not because my mom used to talk about like, oh, you know, maybe he is Santa. Maybe he's not like, no, he's definitely not like I don't think the movie is is that's not a close call. The movie is telling us, no, he is not Santa Claus. Um, But that's the point of it, you know, that nothing magical happens. But yet it still becomes this this sort of sweet Christmas movie. So yeah, I, I, I love it. I think it's a great movie. Um and yeah, there you go. That's what I that's all I have to say about it. I just need to understand your position. Yes, go ahead. Your favorite Christmas movie. Yes. Is your favorite. Because all the characters act in their own self interest. <laughs> In a way that just so happens, that just so happens in a way to, line that coi- up to allow the, co- the good thing coincidentally, to happen. Coincidentally. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Helps other people. 
There's no magic in it. There's no magic at all. In co- according to your interpretation. Yes, correct. E- except the magic that we that we give to each other in our lives. Oh, okay. So we give each other magic in our lives for completely personal reasons. By doing things to, to by doing things that will make sure that we don't I, I, that we don't lose okay. elections right, <laughs> or we don't piss I'm off ready. our child. I just needed that point clarified. Yes. Um, so this reminds me of Rashomon. So how? <laughs> it's amazing how two people can witness the same thing and come away with completely different ideas about the film. Uh, Steve believes that there is no magic, and I will concede that there is an interpretation of this movie in which people agree there's no magic. That guy is a lunatic, and he everyone has has uh, has helped him in his bizarre fantasy that he's actually Santa Claus. And he also has remarkable talents, probably from years of study to be Santa Claus, right? He's yeah. been right. You know, he learned Dutch because at some point a Dutch girl is going to come. And he wanted to be ready. <laughs> and he wanted to be ready, which implies that he knows every language on earth, which is fine. Anyone can do that, right? Um, he also happens to know by heart the what is in stock in other stores. <laughs> he keeps track of it. Yes, he keeps track of it. And, he, and then at the end, he manages to find an identical a replica of the house that the little girl wanted, including a swing in the backyard. Fine. I don't have an opinion either way whether or not he's Santa Claus. It's important to him. I like him. He wants to be he, he wants to be Santa Claus. It's a free goddamn country. Let him be goddamn <laughs> Santa Claus. That's what I feel. I don't care if he's actually Santa Claus or not, but I can see the magical interpretation of this film that he is Santa Claus thanks to the cane at the very end. Now, it could be anybody's cane. Like like uh, like Doris says at the end of the at the end of the movie. Oh, it was just left here by the other people. That's fine. That's fine. You can interpret it that way. If you have no fucking soul or magic in you at all whatsoever, you can just blithely dismiss everything. Or it could it's be fine. his. It could be his cane. He just, yeah, he might, he maybe he visited there. there. Yeah, yeah. When he buried the original owners <laughs> and put the for sale sign up in front. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> But I don't care about Steve's interpretation. He gets joy out of it, and that's what's important. He likes it. I may not agree with his interpretation necessarily, but it doesn't mean it's wrong. He likes it. That's what he gets out of it. It's an oddly cold but heartwarming interpretation <laughs> of this film that I've, I've quite honestly have never heard before ever in my life. Most people just take the magical part. You know, it's a magical, heartwarming movie. I'm like, oh, that's fine. That's fine. How do I feel about it? Eh, it's okay. <laughs> it's a nice movie. I like it. It's it's funny. The character, you know, the the acting is good. It's there's nothing really special about the cinematography or anything like that. It's yeah. amazing how big Macy's is. <laughs> um, gives you a, a guy that you hate who gets to be fired at the end. Yeah. I just wish we could cut to a shot of him hanging from a tree in Central Park with a note that says, "Forgive me, my wife." <laughs> the, I thought the I was doing ending. the right thing. <laughs> the Judas Iscariot ending. and. <laughs> Uh, but it gives us some bad guys. Most of the people are neutral guys. Um, I think what's really funny and one of the things that it examines is the things that we tell our children. And how far are we willing to stand by what we tell them? How much do you love your child to not dash something that they firmly believe in? Right? And that's nice. I don't I don't know if this is an anti-psychiatry, although Chris does say in the movie that he has the greatest respect for psychiatrists. He just doesn't like that guy. Right. Because he's a undereducated, overworked, fidgety mess that works for Macy's of all places. 
Um, but I enjoyed the film. It's fun. Um, it's Christmassy. Uh, I really like Santa Claus. Chris, Chris Kringle, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was solid. And for an hour and a half, it's really good. There are some talky parts where people are just talking at each other about the same fucking shit, but that's fine. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, I mean, even though I like it for different reasons, I don't love this movie because I side more on the explosion catharsis kind of... I like the, the catharsis Christmas movies. Your Christmas carols. Your It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your Grinches, <laughs> where someone discovers about themselves and they become a better person because of it. That's not in here. This is no. a weird, weird psychiatry legal battle story set at Christmas time. And they could have easily plucked all of this out. And if it was a guy who insisted that he was the Easter Bunny, you'd just replace every place there is a Santa Claus and replace with Easter Bunny. And it'd be the same thing. Same courtroom, same everything. Although they chose Christmas because you really want to get them kids, don't you? You just want to get them kids. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. It was a good movie. So I'm not going to disagree with Steve and say it's a bad movie. I just don't love it as much as he does. And I don't like it for the same reasons that he does. Do I understand why? Of course I do. (laughs) (laughs) He wouldn't be my friend if he said anything different because I was puzzling over it. And I'm like, hmm, hmm, why this movie? (gasps) There's no magic in it. It's a coin flip. You either do or don't believe. There are no fence sitters with this movie. There's not someone, oh, it could have been, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. No, you got to make a choice. Either it was Santa Claus or he wasn't Santa Claus. I agree with him. He probably wasn't Santa Claus. Viewing this movie as he's just a crazy person is great because he's just a crazy person. <laughs> And somebody's helping him. But a really, a really nice, sweet, crazy person. Yes, he's a very nice, sweet, crazy person. And we're lucky that all he did was gently tap a psychiatrist in the head with yeah. uh, with his cane. Yeah. Right? I'm sure he knows how and to not, do way worse. And not reenact the beating scene from Silence of the Lambs when <laughs> Hannibal Lecter was escaping. Oh, oh. Ready when you are, Sergeant Pembry. <laughs> They go down to the Santa Claus, the, the Santa Claus section of the store. Oh my lord! Oh god! <laughs> <sighs> so yay, Steve, recommend? Very much, highly recommend. I yes. recommend as well. Now it's time for you to not recommend something, Steve. What are you going to not recommend? <sighs> you know, I hate to uh, to to do the same gimmick two shows in a row, but uh, I feel like I have no choice. The movie I'm going to not recommend is Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. <laughs> Which is the remake. Yeah, it is the same gimmick. It's the same gimmick I did in The Karate Kid. But you know what? God damn it. They remade, as as you mentioned, they actually have remade this movie a a few times. It's been remade. It's been remade for TV a couple of times. But the 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 big like theatrical remake was in 1994 with uh, Richard Attenborough as Chris, um, and Mara Wilson as Susie. And, mm-hmm. and nothing against either of those. They're both fantastic performers, and nothing really nothing against anybody who's in the movie. Um, but the remake is garbage. And one of the reasons that the remake is so garbage is that it completely misses the point of the original movie, which is what I just explained. That you know, it's not a magical Christmas fairy tale, um, and that and that's what's funny about it, and that's what's great about it. Um, this is very much a, a remake of Miracle on 34th Street made by people and, and for people who think that the original is that kind of goopy, heartwarming movie that it really isn't. Um, but what if it is? But it's not, though. 
But everyone else seems to think it well, is. Everyone else is dumb and wrong. <laughs> but no, and and and, all, and also this the, the remake for for reasons that continue to escape me is almost half an hour longer. I don't know yeah. why you need why you need almost two hours to well, tell the story. If you're going to be stuffing real magic into the movie, you gotta yeah, go someplace. Exactly, exactly. You gotta you gotta get as many shots of Rich, Richard Attenborough and the twinkle in his eye as you possibly can. Um, would it have killed him to grow his beard a little longer? I'm just saying. But anyway, they could have put in extensions. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a movie, Richard. Come on. Um, but uh, yeah, but it's 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 broad strokes. It's the same story as as the original. But instead of doing the gimmick at the end with uh, the the letters being dumped on the desk, there's uh, um, a bit where the judge sees a dollar bill that and sees that it has "In God We Trust" on it, and he's like, "Well, uh-huh. if the federal government can acknowledge God without evidence, then I guess this court can acknowledge Santa Claus." And it's like, okay, that's just dumb. Like, it's just so dumb. Um, like, I understand they didn't want to do the exact same ending. They wanted to change it up a little. Yeah. But it's like, oh, come on. Just come up with something else, you know, or, or just or just reuse the ending. If the if the new ending you come up with is that bad, then just reuse the old one. Nobody's going to care. Um, but anyway, it's not good. It's bad. It's really bad. Uh, from, from, <laughs> from John Hughes' dark period. This is actually, it was written and directed by John Hughes, believe it or not. Um, oh. And uh, not one of his better works. Actually, no. It was written by John Hughes, not directed by him. But it was, it was the screenplay was by John Hughes. So it's from his sort okay. of it's from his sort of his his uh, his Home Alone dark period where he was like, I'm just going to make garbage, and 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 for and it'll and it'll be commercially successful because everything sucks. Profitable garbage. Profitable garbage. That's what I'm going to do. But anyway, and you know he got paid good for him. But uh, yeah, that's my not recommendation. The 1994 version of Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, I'm done. Uh, hi, everybody. As you guys know, I like to not recommend a movie from the same year as the movie that we just reviewed, and it's 1947, and the movie that I'm not going to recommend is called The Voice of the Turtle. Interesting. I've never heard of it. Based on a play starring Ronald Reagan. Oh, well, there you go. I think I'm going to start not recommending all of Ronald Reagan's films. <laughs> but this was a comedy. <laughs> I don't know. As much as any Reagan funny, movie whatever was a comedy. whatever the hell it was. But it's basically about a woman who looks for a husband. The end. That's it. Just some dating height. Oh, there's a risque where a man and a woman sleep in the same apartment <gasps> in different rooms and different beds. Oh, help. Scandalous. I bet the, the Legion of Decency gave that an F minus minus. Well, yeah, especially well, if Reagan were... was still a Democrat back in those days. He was. Well, there you go. But Democrat meant something different. Well, that's true. <laughs> and then he switched. When Democrat meant something different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the racist party is the other one now. Yeah. Over I go. I, I guess we better switch parties, mommy. <laughs> anyway, it's a piece of shit. Don't, if you can find it, don't watch it. Don't even look it up. The Voice of the Turtle. I think they gave it a name change once it, once it hit television. I don't give a damn. He's not a good actor. He's not. This is not. It's just don't. It's bad. Steve? <laughs> yes? Now it's time for you to make a terrible choice. Ah, oh, yes. And all these three films are related. Oh, they are? Yes, they are. Oh, boy. Yes, they are. And it's going to be our first review. This one's going to drop on the 31st. New Year's Eve. Yeah, buddy. Last show of the year. So you have, okay, everybody that doesn't know, 
Steve, I give Steve a terrible choice where he has to pick Paulina from three movies that I have selected. He doesn't know what these movies are, and he has to pick A, B, or C. The one he selects is the next one that we're going to review. Steve, yeah. you know the rigmarole. You know what you got to do, so do it. I'm picking C. I can tell by the look on your face that I have picked the right one. Okay, it wasn't the one that I wanted, but it's still fine. It's still fun. Okay, cool. The movie, the, the, the selection was... Uh, naughty movies, not naughty as in they're like naughty, we're doing porn now. Oh, cool. We're doing porn. But movies from the aughts ah. that started technically the superhero film stuff. Oh, great. Okay. And you're going to be disappointed. Steve. I can't wait to be disappointed. Had you chosen A, we would have watched the original Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Oh, I am disappointed. Had you chosen B, we would have reviewed Christopher Nolan's Batman Begins. Eh, less disappointed by that one. But instead, you chose C, a movie directed by known pederast oh boy. <laughs> and one of your favorite directors ever, apparently, <laughs> Brian Singer. Oh, uh, yes. The movie that we're going to review next is that Marvel extravaganza before Marvel was really a thing. X-Men. Yeah. So, if you want to get all the jokes, then please watch X-Men. I'm sure you'll find it somewhere. It's got to be like a dollar at this point <laughs> Just, to rent. It's at the bottom of the bargain bin at Walmart. And also to remember how, so you guys can recall how old you are, because that movie came out in the year 2000. Yeah. And it's 2021. Death is coming soon, my friends. <laughs> and that's it. Thank you guys for watching this movie along with us. And Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, um, Joyous Kwanzaa, um, Serendipitous Festivus. Hey, uh, nice. I don't know. Um, Super Saturnalia? What else is celebrated around this time? Um, uh, have yumpin, a... Yumpin Yulag? Yeah. <laughs> or Yuletide? Have a, have a sexy solstice. A sex, sexy, sexy solstice. Yeah. From everybody here at Late Seating, thank you. And... Uh, this has been Jason Harding, and see a movie this week. And this has been Steve Shives. Happy holidays, and remember what I say. Always sleep with them out. Cold air makes them grow. What? I don't remember that line from the movie. What was that? Always sleep with them out. Cold air makes them okay. grow. I have not seen any evidence of that. I always sleep with them out. And they're not they're not any bigger? No, they've never gotten any bigger. In fact, cold air seems to make them shrink. Well, that's not what I was told. Well, have you tried it yourself? Well, yeah, but I don't look. I just take it as an article of faith. Well, you, okay, then that's your problem, you know, Mr. Logic. You know, Mr. Mr. He's not actually Santa Claus. Why are you taking that in you know, faith? You need you to reach down there and check him out. You know, Jason, faith what? is believing in things when common sense tells you not to. Right, but in this case, you need to really check and see. What if they're too big? What if they're an embarrassment to you? What if people are pointing at you when you go out in public and saying, he needs to sleep with them in a little bit? Is that why they're saying that? <laughs> Is that why what? Is that why what did you say? Is that why they're saying that? Oh, are they? I don't know. I'm not I'm not with you 24-7. Although I ask you. You're not? Just turn on Skype on your phone. I mean, I know what you hear in your head isn't necessarily what's actually there. There's a lot of miles that separate the two of us. Oh, that's so you're not you're not just traveling across the country to like, you know, hang out with <laughs> me in say, the grocery store. Yeah, as much as I would love to be able to hang out with you in the grocery store. We yeah. talked about this. Yeah. Right? Whiskey and grocery stores don't yeah. mix. Mix. Right. 
I'm going to have to call you on Christmas, all right? Whiskey and ginger ale. <laughs> That's what mixes. Does it? I don't know. I don't drink. I don't drink hard liquor. I don't either, but there's a commercial for highballs now. <laughs> what? There's like they they have a commercial for Jim Beam where the where the the lady bartender makes a guy a highball, and I'm like, oh okay, so they just you could they're just having commercials for hard liquor now. <laughs> hey, yeah, wait a minute, I thought we didn't do commercials for hard liquor in this country. Yeah, it's like, hey, go to a bar, order some hard liquor now. <laughs> <laughs> Drink it quick. Stop thinking about what you're thinking about. Drink it harder. <laughs> Just order the bottle of Grey Goose and keep it in front of you. Yeah. You don't need a glass. <laughs> this Christmas, consider hard liquor. Now back to TNT's special presentation of Captain Marvel. <laughs> if you're crying, it means it's working. <laughs> yeah, anyway. All right, that's it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, bye, everybody. Bye. Late Seating is a Let Me Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Produced by Jason Harding. Theme music, Rollin' at Five, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod. You can find more Let Me Listen podcast productions at our website at www.letmelistenpodcast.com. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, or just about anywhere you download podcasts. Late Seating is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to support Late Seating or any of the other Let Me Listen productions for as little as $1 a month, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Let Me Listen. And thanks for listening.